Welcome to the Two Marketeers podcast, where marketing swashbucklers, Sean and Lindsay, seek to demystify the fascinating world of modern marketing. Each episode takes listeners on a storytelling adventure that informs, entertains, and inspires marketing enthusiasts of all kinds. And now, here are your hosts, the two marketeers themselves, Sean Patrick and Lindsay Wow! Yeah! Woo! Take the stick! Hello. 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 Oh, oh. oh, what'd you call oh, me? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what? I got three hoes. Yeah, it is going it's a good Monday where we are. What's it look like outside your window today, Lindsay? On the it's other side fluffy, of the credit river? Fluffy. <laughs> I still don't know where the credit river is. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like port credit? Oh, yeah. is it port credit? Yeah, like oh, I think port credit sense. is on the credit river-ish? River? Well, yeah. I don't know. Is that like... We're giving way too much attention to an area we don't live in. <laughs> Neither of us know at all. Um, <laughs> when I look outside, it is the fluffy blanket of white. Right? It makes me want to frolic through the fields of snow. And hide my wallet in a place I cannot find it. Hide my wallet through the fields of snow. <laughs> <laughs> Only to be found the day after Boxing Day. Yeah. The funny thing about wallets is like, I don't have a wallet. I haven't seen my wallet since March. Do you know where your wallet is? Oh, is that American Express's? It's American Express's new tagline. Do you know where your wallet is? Yeah. Well, my credit card number is alive and well, but my wallet has not been located. What's in your wallet? Wallet? I have to apologize because I was super late starting this podcast today because I couldn't make it out of the cardboard Mageddon that has become my freaking garage. So, oh, Lindsay. What? Nothing. It's just, it's, I'm just commiserating. Oh, You're supposed Lindsay. to be like, yeah, get your act together and get to our podcast on time. I don't care if you can't find your way out of your cardboard-ridden garage. Yeah, as a guy who forgot to hit record... Last time we tried this, I, I really don't think I have any stance on that. <laughs> Did you hit record today? Yes. Oof. If yes. people only knew the amount of conversations we've thrown in the garbage, either voluntarily or because neither of us hit record. <laughs> right. I think it's for everyone's you know, best interest. Yeah. So have you guys started Christmas shopping like crazy over there? For, everyone, for everyone's reference, we're taping this at the end of November. Yeah. What is the date? It's the 24th. 23rd. Today. 23rd. 23rd of November. And it's like you look outside and it is a winter wonderland. It's going to melt. But I'm like, yeah, I'm totally into it. So, yeah, I am ready. The boxes is not an issue with me other than the renovation boxes. By the way, pardon any sounds you hear because there are still renovations going on. But uh, it's going to happen, though, because we have five pretty much adults all ordering online and trying to say, like, okay, hey, don't don't take a package that's not yours. And you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, whereas you can still be like, you know, where do you hide everything in your... It's out in the... Like, there's so much now. It's, like, out in the open. <laughs> but I'm like, touch it and Santa's watching. You're not... You're going to get lump coal. Santa's watching you. My wife actually did get coal one year. For real? Yeah. She doesn't get into like it from much, her parents. But, yeah, I mean, sorry, everyone from Santa, <laughs> <laughs> from Santa's parents, 
from Santa's parents? Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, everyone. Santa's real, people. So you're now you're you were in box hell. Now you're in box like what's worse than hell? Is there anything worse than hell? Your your garage. Yes. Yeah, we were talking about this last time we recorded this. <laughs> that, <laughs> last time we didn't that, record. This. I did hit record. I deleted it. This? It was worse. I did hit record. Oh, because it was garbage, kind of like everything. I in think my I subconsciously just. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we were saying that with the pandemic, like our our whole garbage system, garage system, has changed because we have very little actual garbage. We get HelloFresh and Chef's Plate, so we have very little food waste. Nice. But recycling is bonanas. Like, it is, out, it is out of control in there. And I was telling Sean that I, um, I'm a box hucker. I open, huck, huck. <laughs> I open the packages, slice and dice, open it up, dump the things out so that I don't get cooties on me. I open the garage door and I huck. The box right in there. In the giant so, pile, and then the girls jump in it later, no? In a giant pile. No, they don't touch it. It's a giant it's, dangerous pile of sharp-edged sharp corrugated paper. Sharp edges with pending viruses ready to jump in those wounds. I don't know. So I still don't go out. I still haven't gone to stores. I am actually not at all compelled to go near a shopping mall. We just decked our house out in Christmas lights for – we did, like – a shabby job at lights before this year, but now yeah. we're like the Griswolds. I was going to say, are you the Wild Griswolds? Oh yeah, we like a person down the street from our house ordered a genie to put Christmas lights on this year. Do you know what a genie is? Like no. the thing that like raises you up in the air that they normally use to fix hydro poles. And so they ordered one to like deck out their house. We're like, everyone's going crazy with Christmas lights. So we even ordered those online. Like we, and I think Ben did curbside pickup for that, but like otherwise we don't go in anywhere. And so the, I am completely done Christmas shopping, but I'm like worried about all the typical things we've been talking about. Supply chain issues, want to make sure everything arrives on time. I've gone extra bananas buying so many gifts for people because I'm trying to overcompensate for not seeing anyone for the last so long. And the boxes are just out of control in our house, which... Oh. Let's unpack that, that, Lindsay. Let's well, unpack that, that. Let's unpack it. Because the way that we're talking about... Because you're hoarding. ...opening these packages led us to this topic. What is our topic today, Sean? Our topic is unboxing. Why? Do you know what that is? I do not. Oh, you do. What is? No. Oh, well, I, ha I have to because I'm. <laughs> I, I'm uh, Thank you. one <laughs> one of the marketeers on this episode. Well, you know, unboxing probably wasn't in your vocabulary. It probably wasn't something you had to spell in your vocabulary tests as a child. Um, but it, it's definitely um, a phenomenon that has been around for a while, uh, thanks to what we call uh, e-commerce or online shopping. Um, and it's become an occasion that is what I would call a spectator sport online. Um, yes. Right? Like Google Unbox. Yeah, it's a spectator sport. It has become entertainment. And when you think of that, anything that's entertainment-based with an audience is an excellent way to market. And not just your product, but your brand. Because when you think, let's talk about what unboxing is, right? 
if you Google unboxing, and if you're anyone like me, Wikipedia is the source for everything. Um, basically, what it is, and I'll read right from it, unboxing is the unpacking of products, especially high-tech consumer products where the process is captured on video and uploaded to the internet. The item is then also explained in detail and also can sometimes be demonstrated as well. What I will say is absolutely it was, you know, those who do it the best are tech companies, uh, not the least of which are Apple and Microsoft, but it's also, uh, for the last several years, it's definitely popular within the beauty sector, right? So about right. buying cosmetics and, and, and it's that whole idea of anything that needs to be demoed for people to really believe that it's worth it. So like you see this mm -hmm. high-tech computer, there's this belief. It's like, well, I have to see it. I have to read up on it. I have to touch it. I have to talk to someone about it. Um, but it was for those who were really what I would say early adopters of, you know, YouTube and, and the high-tech stuff it became this great way to influence the purchase, to influence what we call the consideration set within that marketing funnel, which is really that idea of how do we influence them by showing them the benefits of the product in a practical way. And really, in a lot of cases, unboxing, it is unbiased. I mean, there's definitely certain uh, ways of like, you know, just like influencing online is anyways. It's the idea that with the right kind of personality, who becomes the unboxer, there's a level of trust and they know that they have to uphold that trust. So th the thing that's really interesting about unboxing, and again, it's there's entire YouTube channels um, dedicated to particular unboxers, but what's really, I think, you know, let's be honest, you were complaining about the boxes and I said, you know what, I think this is what our holiday conversation can be all about because when you think of the Lindsay's of the world, but you even think about the me's of the world is, you're, tr you're, you're going that extra mile to ensure that the experience is as great as it could be, knowing that you won't be there with the recipient of your gift and knowing that, you know, the rise of Zoom and this whole new way that we exchange and socialize, I think unboxing is an excellent, is an excellent opportunity to think about now for brands, especially the right kinds of brands, to think about now about how can you set yourself up so that the occasion itself can continue to amplify or impact the purchase decision, right? How does someone opening the actual gift become shareable beyond just between the two of you, giver and recipient? And I think that there's a lot of really cool stuff that can happen, which then kind of brought us back to, well, let's talk about unboxing a bit more. And let's talk about, you know, something that's been around and what kind of impact do we see it having? Yeah, because we're talking about having these subpar unboxing experiences during the pandemic because huck, <laughs> you're so... Huck, hucking, I believe is the... The slice and huck, slice, huck, slice, huck, slice, dump, huck. Slice and dice, dump out the stuff so I don't get cooties, and then I huck the box. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, because it's like the rise of digital and everyone getting so much through e-com now, and then the need to get these things delivered, and they're mostly essential. So you're honestly not expecting a great experience with the unboxing. You just need to get the stuff. But you're un but then you're unboxing it and you're just like <clears throat> there's either like a level of frustration or underwhelm an underwhelming experience when you're getting these things from companies when really as you say it's such a huge opportunity because 
you haven't been in a store to actually interact with a product. So this is the first time right. that you're interacting with these brands and products and it's now in your own home. So what does that mean? Like from a brand perspective, but also like you say for Christmas, from a gifting perspective, right. you can elevate from a brand perspective, like we've been talking about with other occasions, mm -hmm. people wanting to elevate the moment at Halloween, at Easter, it's going to be the same thing for Christmas but also for for gift giving. So unboxing being a huge opportunity for both both places. Yeah. Like I do feel like that's just a dip in the sort of what, what unboxing has become as a day-to-day -day thing is just a dip in something that actually was fun. We did look forward to. Like when Amazon was first taking off, we did look forward to receiving that box. Um, and someone like you versus someone like me is to say, I still don't buy a lot online, but whenever something comes, there's still that excitement of receiving it. So the receiving of it is still exciting and it's the unboxing of it that's like, well, why does that have to be a sort of like a chore? And it's because, and I think you talked about this in our uh, your first I Told You So episode, where you talked about what HelloFresh did, right? Is, yes. you know, and full transparency, uh, Lindsay sleeps with a guy from there. But anyway, <laughs> like your husband your husband okay i know but like rests <laughs> <laughs> um they do they do maintain the importance of a positive unboxing experience right they go that extra step um so that you know it is pleasant it is con you know it it, it really looks to identify the occasion and to make it as useful as it can be but it's the surprise and delight there's every opportunity it's a brand that should surprise and delight not the product itself other than from satisfaction but when you think of the occasion of unboxing this is where a brand can really have an emotional impact beyond just the quality of the product right and and i feel that out of necessity and this is yeah you and i are not dissing companies because oh my gosh when you think supply chain it's amazing how companies have have definitely uh weathered the storm and really risen to the occasion however now is the time to start thinking about so okay so that you know the logistics are better they're in place and all that how can we once again like you called out with uh halloween how can brands surprise and delight and i think that unboxing is an excellent particular part in the the shopper journey where brands can focus at a mm -hmm. time like the holidays that are coming yeah yeah I totally agree so do you have any um, any thoughts on who kind of has done this really well a good example for people yeah I mean most recently and and really what started this was when I started you know to unbox unbox unpack unboxing um you know the first step that first thing that comes up is this guy on YouTube and um, so there's a channel on YouTube called Unbox Therapy, and it's very successful. But this one, the, the, the guy who's the host of it, um, had recently done an unboxing of the Apple mask. And it was just mind boggling to me of something that consumers won't even receive. Uh, told yeah, a great the story. Mask? The Apple mask was created by Apple. Uh, actually, designed and manufactured by Apple for their employees. Um, and oh. it was distributed. And the packaging was quite impressive. And what it, what it shows is how the box itself and the whole experience can be so many things as a medium, instructional, promotional, influential, shareable, all that sort of thing. And what was just amazing to me was, wow, for a product that's not even technically going to hit the market, 
what a great opportunity that Apple has seized to show what they're doing that's positive because these were, you know, and, and being Apple of, you know, it's about the design and the experience around it. So right down to the packaging, the packaging was instructional. Just the way you even unpacked it, which a lot of technology does very well. Uh, we've bought many laptops in our house based on the fact that our business and our, our children, you know, anyone with kids in high school or university, uh, you're at that point where buying a laptop is just crucial. And when you see how they do it, and they do it so well, that once you're turning on the computer, You've already been through probably about an hour of experience that has informed you about, okay, so now when you're turning on your computer, you know what to do next. And that was just that, that just all unraveled from, you know, a, a 10 minute or a 15 minute video. The thing that's amazing to me is a 15 minute video, I watched it, totally watched it because I found For it. For the Apple mask? Yeah. Interesting. And Apple has done some amazing stuff. Uh, we talked about the unboxing of the iPhone 12, which got a ridiculous amount um, of, of uh, views. And it's so incredibly done. And we'll put it, we'll link to it. But it's, it's amazing. It's an hour. And it's had such a great, it has had such great performance and response. An hour. You have to see this. It's like watching, it's like watching uh, a performance. So this is people for one hour watching someone unbox the iPhone 12? Uh, so I'm saying it's 59 minutes long and it's had millions of views. Wow. Um, yeah. Now, whether they get all the way through, but at this point, who cares? I guess it's just, my point is it's undeniable that this is something that I hope to have an I Told You So episode about. Yeah. So what are your thoughts, Lindsay, on all this unboxing? It's, it's kind of two things. So for Apple, when you talk about them creating a mask that their employees are required to wear and have it being a, an interesting unboxing experience for something that's being provided internally, that's a brand truly living their values of design and yep. experience. It's not just about saying like, we're all about design and experience. It's like, if you're actually about design and experience, your employees should be the ones that come first and you should be creating an amazing experience for them before you're even doing anything for your consumers or your customers. And that's exactly what Apple's done here, it sounds like, that yeah. they're creating this not only informational, but also beautiful experience for something that now is a requirement of their employees, not even just something someone's purchased and is being sent to their home. And I feel so, like, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that that's a, a, an example of a brand that's truly living their values. And that also with Apple, it kind of comes down to two different ways of looking at unboxing. It's not only informational, like you spoke about. A lot of the unboxing experience should be around education and ease. Like take me through how to unpack this, how to put it together how to use it so that by the time that I set the box to the side and now it's just me and the product, I've already had an amazing experience from the brand and mm -hmm. I feel excited and comfortable and I can advocate for how easy and great it was to receive and start using this product. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side of it, it's also about, you know, beauty and design and function to say, this is what it feels like to be an Apple customer that I'm taking care of and I'm a part of this. Um, design you know company and experience and it says a lot about me that that i'm now buying into this type of experience and this is what it feels like to be a customer of apples yeah it's uh up until now unboxing has typically been about the recipient sharing out 
what the brand did for them, right? right? But this year, there's an added layer, I think, of opportunity to be, well, how do you appeal to those who want, how do you appeal to those customers who are buying your product for someone else so that the brand can be there to heighten that experience for the giver and the recipient, right? It's that idea of, do you prefer getting gifts or do you prefer giving them? I know this is a fine line for you, Lindsay, but... Is this an actual question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, As a parent. Well, one of my love languages is gifts. So <laughs> I feel love by experiencing gifts from people. But also, I get a lot of pleasure out of giving amazing gifts. I think about it a yes. lot. I There's a lot of experience. work. Yes. Yeah, and I get things like I won't buy. I'm not about quantity. I'm about quality and like zeroing in on that one thing that someone's going to go, oh, my gosh, you get me. I'm so excited. Exactly. And that, you know, how do you convey that love, that effort that I got you? I took the effort and time to really think about what's right for you. Well, wouldn't it be a shame if you don't get to be part of that? in a lot of cases, right? Right. Yeah. You don't get to see that light up your face moment. It's more emotional than it is anything else. Yeah. And I think it's gone is the day of saying like, oh my God, where'd you get this? It's like, well, I walked up, I walked down a country road for a mile and then I, I turned right at the sign and I walked up to this old farmhouse and they had made antique, you know, it's like, no, it's like, ah, I bought it online. That's gone is to say that's kind of your only option. So where's the story, right? Where's the story behind um, the curation of yeah, it. Yeah, procuring. The yeah. And, and the curation is to say, you know, I've already picked mine for you. I did a little bit of research and we we're talking about, you know, how we're going to, how can we possibly potentially spin this? And Lindsay and I had the idea of saying, you know, okay, well, let's, let's, uh, let's do an un- unboxing of our own. And um, just by happenstance, I just found, happened upon something and I went, oh my God, this is absolutely Lindsay. And it's that I can't wait. Yeah, I know. So I'm just excited. to raise, and it's like, oh my god, is it over? Is it extravagant? Is it this? And Lindsay hopes so, but it's like, nah. It's, it's more. Be. It's more about, <laughs> and it doesn't come in a box. It probably does. But anyways, it's it's that I challenge everyone. It is this is going to be an I told you so? Is the gifts that are going to stand out? I believe are the ones that create experiences around the the provision of those gifts. You know, getting you know- the gift. You know what's an interesting challenge for the brand? Because I'm just thinking about this right now. Your gift, my Christmas gift to you, which I am so stoked about, is currently on the front step in my house, being quarantined. So it'll be cute, pretty. Oh, I'm like, you're giving me a garden gnome? free. No. Because <laughs> I look um, like a garden It is gnome. here. It has arrived. And I cannot wait to give it to you because I'm so excited. But what I'm going to do is take it out of the box that it was shipped in mm. and package it and box it. So I'm creating the box unboxing experience myself because the unboxing experience from the brand is severely underwhelming. Right. So that'll be the thing too. If as a brand, you can create such an interesting and beautifully curated or thought of experience that someone doesn't have to repackage it, you will know that you've won. Yeah, and actually, the one I'm getting for you, I guess I need to order it now. Um, you better hurry it. up. The one that I'm getting for you is the intention is I don't have to do anything with it because it's the experience that the the gift offers itself. 
And that I feel like is a lot of trust. So if you can get your consumers to trust you enough that the experience is going to be amazing, that they don't have to do anything to influence the experience, that's pretty special. Yeah. And I think there are there already are categories in the gift giving world, especially in the corporate world, where, you know, it's all about how it's put together. Um, but what kind of happens when something like that happens is it becomes it becomes contrived and like, oh, is it a gift basket? Oh, is it a is it a gift card and those sort of things? So it's 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 hard to be original, but it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's about combining a few things. Right. It's about yeah. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, and again, think about the person. Show some empathy. We're going to talk. We've talked about that. We're going to talk about it more. Show a bit of empathy that the gift you're giving totally speaks to what you're going through right now. Right. right. And is relative to that. No, it's not a trip to Mexico. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. Good. But it's, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. <laughs> Good. Thank you, Sean. Wow. Oh, I Got love out of that Mexico. One. So I think. You know, it's 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 straightforward. I think we're gonna want to get this out as soon as possible. Um, as long as I don't delete the recording before I save it, it's it's gonna be really exciting to me. And I I'm doing it for myself, and I think it sounds like you're doing it for yourself. Is to make something special again. It's why I like the. Um, it's why I've so gallantly taken over the stocking stuff for task is because each stocking has a story, and so that I curate whatever means the most to them. So for example, my son doesn't like chocolate. Do you know what I mean? Is how many times your kids hit an age where they're like, "Ugh, can I just open the shit I want? Um, or at least <laughs> thankless, rude children like mine, no. Um, that's what I like. It's what's the package. It's not about random gifts under the tree. It's like, okay, when you're there for like the half an hour it takes, because when they were kids, it took about three minutes. But the half an hour, we all sit down and we each open our, our stocking, that there's a some kind of a theme that's totally around them. It's not like, oh, look, I got all three of you this, and I got all three of you this, and I right. got all three of you this. I mean, there's a bit of that, but, um, you know, socks and underwear can only go so far. Yeah. So before we sign off, I think it's kind of important to get back to the brand side for a minute and say, like, okay, this sounds all great. Of course, you want your consumers to have a great experience and blah, 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 and design the packaging. <laughs> it's beautiful, okay? Blah, 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 blah. But also, like, it's expensive and it's an investment to be able to think through what the user experience is of receiving a package, to be able to invest in the packaging to make it a great experience. So it's not something that you just whip together, right? There's an investment behind it. But what I think is really interesting is more the impact of what a great unboxing experience can have. So I'm just going to share a little bit of, around that, around some of the impact. So some of the results and research that I was looking at when it comes to unboxing is that only about 10% of retailers are actually doing enough with their packaging to leave a favorable impression on consumers. 10%? Yeah, wow. about 10%. <laughs> 10% Room for of opportunity. people are doing a great job. <laughs> Good job. And when you actually nail the packaging and you're one of those 10% companies that is doing a really great job, you gain about an 80% advantage over the market. That's what they say. And for me, it also comes down to with marketing, like you can get anyone to buy something once. You know, you put together great campaigns, yeah. beautifully designed things, compelling messaging, offers, promotions, all of that stuff. You can get anyone to buy something once, but studies Sales. have found that 
returning customers spend 67% more on their second visit than they did on their first, which really helps to drive home, I think, the notion of if you win someone with the first experience that they have, and especially in today's day and age when that first experience is largely e-com and delivery and opening something tactile for the first time in your actual home, if that can be a great experience, you're going to get people to come back. And it's way, I think we've talked about this on other episodes, it's way less of an investment to focus on returning customers and getting people to, and kind of fostering that relationship with returning customers as opposed to spending on getting net new customers. Right. The acquisition, the acquisition retention thing, right? Yeah. Acquisition is far more expensive than retention. Yeah. And so again, returning customers spend 67% more on their next visit than they did on their first, which I think is a huge thing to think through. How are we going to make that first experience so incredible that we get people to come back and then we know that that effort is going to have a positive impact for us? Yeah, I think I completely concur and I love that that number. Hopefully it helps companies open their eyes to where they've been spending their... (laughs) Why? Unbought. Open, oh, open their no. yeah. Come on. Come on, you're stretching it. But no, to open <laughs> their eyes to say in a sales world, you know, this is when I stand on my soapbox of sales versus marketing. Sales are absolutely important, but in the absence of marketing, you're spending way too much money when you don't need to for far greater return. So the likelihood of someone who's bought your product once, because that that number you gave is basically around anything. Right. Once a once a customer has bought your product, they're yes. they're they're likely to spend sixty seven percent more on their next. Do the math. You know what I mean? We talk about it. This is and this is where a brand can really help, especially with unboxing. Like I said, I feel like the unboxing is overtly a brand's message or a brand's way of connecting with a consumer beyond just the product itself because the the product they've already paid for the product so where do you put a little bit more investment to really resonate and what's that what what does that figure mean for the sake of gift giving do you know what i mean do you now retain you now not only have the 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 customer who's purchased it but you have the recipient is that is that not two birds what is it a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush no that's wrong anyways (laughs) i'll change that but it's like do the math you know me i love math do the math and brands look at this opportunity beyond the sale and that is the role of the brand what are the behaviors that are going to change what are the behaviors where you shouldn't invest in anymore because for the sake of a sale it doesn't have the impact it did look at those as opportunities to once again surprise and delight at a key occasion in a whole new way that consumers are already behaving that way and when a lot of other brands are letting them down it's such an interesting time to be able to shine because people you know they're not necessarily expecting it. They're like, meh, another box. I'm just got to get the stuff inside. And when you actually create that great experience and you're one of those 10% companies, people are like, whoa. Like, yeah. what, like I said before, kind of with regards to the Apple product, it's like, this is what it feels like to be a customer of this brand. It's an emotional experience. And emotion is what gets people um, to really buy into the brand and to make it a part of their lives. Yeah, in every way. So it's about, you know, like the most important part is it's fine to say all this stuff, but what's most important that it aligns with the values you want to and need to convey as a 
brand. So, you know, don't make it a premium experience. If it's not a premium product, make it a relevant experience. Just think of the ways that based on your company's values and what your brand represents, um, how do you spend that little bit of time? You called it an investment. I'm like, absolutely, it's an investment. But sometimes it's not the investment. I find some of the best gift givers are those that don't have a lot of money to spend, but invest the time in making that those gifts far more valuable than what they're worth. Yeah. yeah. And there's kind of two, I'll leave you as well with two kind of trends with regards to unboxing that are really going to have an impact on on unboxing in the future. The first is obviously um, personalization. This has been going on for quite a while now, whether you right. open a box and it says, thank you, Lindsay, from blah, blah, blah at said company. Thank you for being a customer of ours. But personalization with regards to data and e-com purchasing and all of the different data points that are available to us now, personalization is going to go through the roof. Yep. So as a company, when you're thinking about creating that unboxing experience, Think about personalization and how you can leverage that, not in a creepy way, but in a friendly <laughs> exactly. and thankful yeah. way. It's a fine line, um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the second part of it is um, digital experiences. So things like augmented reality um, mm. and scannable codes and you know your smartphone technology and the increase of mobile use. How are you able to create an even bigger experience around the unboxing um, that's going on in someone's home by connecting it somehow to another digital layer as well. So yeah. those are two things I think that we can watch. Um, and I bet when it comes to Christmas and we reflect on this episode after the holiday season has has come to an end, we'll see things like hyper-personalization and digital experiences with things like augmented reality really coming to the top. So let's see if that happens. Yeah, I look forward to it. I can't wait to get my gift. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to give it to you. I need to go buy yours now. Okay, go get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's great. Thank you, Lindsay. It couldn't happen on a nicer day. Uh, it feels like Christmas. Uh, although it's still November, it's cold, it's snowy, and we're all bundled up at home because we have to be. So, hey, I'll take it. But let's see what next package we receive and what kind of experience it will be. Could be a bright spot. I look forward to the episode. Me too. Thanks, Sean. All right. Have a great week, Lindsay. Have Bye, everyone. Too. Bye. Have a great week. That's it for this episode, my fellow marketeers. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, subscribe to this podcast at thetwomarketeers.ca. That's thetwomarketeers.ca. Spell it out. Be sure to tune in for more marketing adventures every month from us, the Two Marketeers. But you can just call us Sean and Lindsay. Actually, I, I would prefer Wise Guy. Yeah, I, I know you would. We're not, we're not doing that.